0: a warm welcome and if you are from us i hope you had a blessed thanksgiving last week during thanksgiving most people either travel or prepare for family gatherings it could be sometimes gatherings online and coming back to work from that can bring lots of challenges because Let's face it, the world does not seem to stop just because we had a few days off and most of us come back and there's lots of emails, lots of things to deal with, lots of projects and things to catch up. Now, the last thing that we want is to have emotional reverberations from our family gatherings still linger in the back of our mind. Sometimes we get this side comments or just direct criticism or labelings can stay in our subconscious, in our memory, and will produce more thoughts. And we find ourselves going in circle, thinking about them. Did we respond in the right way or not? And who knows, maybe in the midst of all these interactions, you might have even noticed unwanted reaction that surfaced back that you thought you dealt with and overcame, been there, done that. And you might feel back square one. And for many people, these kind of interaction can lead to self-doubt, inner criticism, and just a sense of subtle defeat and grief. And this can seem almost like a cycle. We feel like we figure it out and now we're not. And sometimes we can get even overwhelmed and the sense of burnout we have of running on empty. And when this happens, we are not able to stay in resourceful states, in that peace that surpasses all understanding that Christ talks about. And this can even erode our sense of faithfulness. And that's just unfair. We don't want that. I don't want that for you. And just the mere knowledge of the underlining phenomena, bringing awareness to this, even just for a few seconds, it will allow you to have more empowering inner freedom and will allow for the Holy Spirit to inspire you and have more options of response. Because disentangling from the emotional and thinking reverberations from this web after family interactions is crucial as we go about our day. In order to be able to stay centered, to stay what psychology calls in the flow, So we can serve others with hope and joy and the energy in Christ. This is one of the four important steps that I teach in daily regeneration in the blueprint in my program Renewal in Action, where my students build very slowly and very gently over several months this renewal blueprint from inside out in order to stay grounded past their emotions and feelings And thoughts and conditioned responses. And I'm so honored when I hear from my students who completed the Renewal in Action TRIA program that even after years, they tell me how much it helped them to have this renewal blueprint, how much it helps them even now to stay grounded so they can serve from that peace and joy in Christ, to be in that eye of the storm without losing precious energy and time, no matter what interactions very encountering. Because here's the good news. In various circumstances, there are more and more responses that we have on our fingertips that as we stay grounded in Christ, like the eye of the storm. And this is what I'm going to teach you today. In this resource, I'm going to talk with you briefly about one psychological phenomenon, how it has been described for more than a century now, And I'm going to share with you a brief empowering skill of awareness that you can actually practice just as you go about the day, just by knowing about this phenomenon, just by being aware of it and noticing in others and in yourself, it'll bring you some clues and just a pause in the midst of reactivity so that you can stay more peaceful and grounded in Christ, especially as you prepare for more family gatherings as we all prepare for Christmas and the new year. And if you're a regular, welcome back. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuwana Popa from Team for the Soul. And I'm so excited to come here every week to support you with empowering skills to deal with stress, with your busy life as a Christian woman professional and servant leader to prevent burnout and overcome it and also overcome grief so that you can continue to grow in Christ. And I bring, and I use science, psychology, spirituality, and Christian faith. And with that, let's dive in and learn and grow together. So here's a common scenario that happens to most of us. You are grounded and feeling connected with Christ and love all people and you're ready to serve. And meanwhile, you're getting ready for family gatherings or whatever meetings you might have or old friends that you haven't seen in a while and someone seems upset or frustrated and angry, and all of a sudden, in the midst of the interactions, makes either critical either direct or a side comment, either to you or a dear one. Something like, you never do this, or you always do this. Why can't you? Why you never seem to listen? Or the heartbreaking comment, what's wrong with you? This is comment. And without you wanting this, you might feel pulled back into an old sense of self. It's like an invisible force is at work. And then you notice either in the moment or afterwards, responding in ways that you feel like you didn't have a choice. In a split second, it feels like you either need to defend or argue back, or you might find yourself agreeing with a comment and trying to please or bring peace or even in a freeze mode, being quiet and withdrawn, and in the back of your mind decide never again that I'm gonna do this. This is very common and it happens to many of us. It happened to me a lot, especially in the past. I catch it much faster now because I've done the work and stay in the awareness. And in other words, we feel pulled back in all conditionings and we get into more of a fight or flight or freeze mode which many times does not help. And we find ourselves in this dance to only have to deal with the aftermath, which many times could be devastating in some situations or just plainly annoying, or it can leave us with these reverberating feelings. I should have done better this time. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with them? We might ask, why can't we just get along as Christians? And what step can I do to prevent this? Or what else can I do to make this better? Or even questions like, Am I too proud? Am I not humble enough? I should have known better. As if we can predict how the entire world is going to respond. We can't. Interesting thing, though, is that all these questions that we might ask in the back of our mind will probably stay unanswered and might consume your time and mental energy and take away your joy from your busy life. And these running commentaries and thoughts which are fueled by emotions, can lead to chronic stress, as I mentioned, burnout, and just a deep sense of grief, like, oh my goodness, we've been going over this for so long. Why can't we just figure this out and move on? So let me explain now what happens, and I'm going to use one psychological perspective to shed some light. Although I want to mention there are several other psychological perspectives, which I might share in other episodes, but this one is so interesting, and it's one that you can grasp and you can start noticing so you can get some needed awareness and curiosity and peace and distance as we prepare right now for more family and friends gatherings and we prepare for Christmas and we want to honor Christ and start 2024 on a wonderful foot. So early psychologists shed some light on this many times unconscious process and they call it projection identification. The underlining principle is this. Someone might have unwanted frustration or anger or disappointment, their impulses, so there is a sense of projection. I've talked about this in another episode as a defense mechanism. And in the same time, the other person somehow identifies with it and either fights it or complies with it. So let me break this down. The projection piece has to do with, as mentioned, unwanted frustration, anger, disappointments, for whatever reason. Now, no one likes these emotions. We usually don't go around wanting to have these emotions. We usually try to get rid of them because they're uncomfortable. So many people look for a cause to fix them. And some people habitually look outside of themselves to find someone to blame. So this way, they can externalize these feelings and project them onto other. Oh, it's because of them. So this is the first part of this defense mechanism of projection identification. And I want to make here an, an aside note. The same phenomenon of projection is at work as well in groups. And this explain you might have heard of scapegoating in a group where in a group, community or group small group of people, if something goes wrong, everyone is looking for pointing fingers. And sometimes collectively a group can pick one person and they're scapegoating that person or a group of people, they are their fault. So at the basis of it is this process of projection. So the interesting thing is when we project onto others our emotions, we actually have assumptions about the other person and what's very interesting and i want you to really hear this is many times these assumptions are not just because of the other person but also because of what's happening inside of us so they're rooted if in our own unprocessed emotions from the past could be near past or very far away past and we all human beings we do this all the time until we become aware and break the cycle so that's what i want for you awareness now the second part of this defense mechanism might surprise you is the identification. It doesn't mean necessarily that we agree with the projection. In this context, identification might mean something different. So when someone projects on us, it's very uncommon that we're going to be startled. We might get triggered. Might some feel upset with the comments. And we either try, as I mentioned earlier, defend or accept it, or withdraw. And it just depends on our primary responses and it will vary from situation to situation and person to person. But what's interesting is here, as we defend, accept, or withdraw, and we go into our f- more primitive brain reactions or fight, flight, or freeze, there is an assumption actually that we take the person's comments at face value. What do I mean by that? Taking it at face value, we assume that the other person's comments are absolutely, have a hundred percent meaning about us alone. Now, we're all in general because we only have access to our own inner consciousness. Everything is coming at us in general. We're going to have what's called self-referencing. We're going to think it's all about us. But what I want you to take out of this resource, out of this episode today, is that sometimes and many times what other people are commenting about you, they might be valid about you, but in the same time is colored by their own assumptions, by their own projections, And then they do that, we do that as well. So it's not that we don't have assumptions, is when we think that other people's comments are only 100% about us, this is that identification piece. So when we go into fight, flight, or freeze responses and whatever we say or do, actually what happens is subtle, but many times we'll reinforce the other person's projection. For them, it's more like evidence that they were correct and they will continue their assumption. So this is where we fall into this projection identification. That's why so many family interactions are so ingrained and we get into these points where we feel like we cannot move forward because as we try to respond to whatever was said to us, the other person is Even more settled in their assumptions, and they're fulfilling their own prophecies, and they think their assumptions is even better based on our reactions. So, in other words, the identification part of this projection identification doesn't have to do with necessarily just accepting it, but the fact that we are taking the other person's comments 100% as being meant just for us. So, this is a very subtle and important distinction. So if you're multitasking, this is a time to come back and I'm going to say it again. Projection identification happens when someone else project onto us their assumptions about us, about the meaning of our intentions, about our motivations, the projecting their feelings and thoughts onto us. This is the projection piece. And then we as a receiving end in return, we take these comments as a hundred percent meant just about us. And then we either accept them, fight them, or we just want to go away forever, which paradoxically will send a message to the other person that they were right in the first place and gets this reaction even more locked into place. So this is projection identification and is very common. I just said it as you received it, one end, but remember, we do this all the time. So compassion for ourselves, compassion for the other is very important because this is a very common human condition. And once you start noticing in yourself, being done to you, but also as you do it to others, it's so much easier to have compassion to all of us as human beings and realize that the way out will require one extra step, which we are not taught necessarily, but I'm going to teach you today what to do so then you have some more choices in the moment. So I'm going to bring Christ here as a model for us. I actually wrote an article about Christ as a healer prototype because he's such a great prototype for us to live our life. He stayed grounded. And in most interaction, he did not get entangled when other people made projections on his motivation or motivation of others. And I'll give you some example. Even his, when his disciples were making comments about well, the women with the issue of blood when he touched him or when the children came to him, Christ actually said, let the children come to me. And with the women with the issue of blood, he actually asked, who touched me? He was curious. He did not take any assumptions. And he always asked people, what do you want? What do you need? Who do people say that I am? So just notice that he knew as God and man in the same time. He knew how we operate. So he did not get caught into the projections, but always stayed open, always stayed curious, and always asked questions. So we too can follow Christ. And this is the good news for today, that we can learn to stay grounded and centered in Christ like an eye of the storm by being aware and being curious. Now, you might think, oh, this is so hard to do. And I agree with you. It's hard to break old patterns and old conditionings. What I want you to experience is the freedom that you can get, even for staying two or three seconds in a non-responsive way and just stay curious. Of course, I'm not talking if there's an acute emergency, there's physical or sexual abuse. I'm not talking about these situations. They need acute intervention. And if that's someone that you know, or you are experiencing that, you need to ask for help right away. I am talking here about the situation when someone might make comments on a habitual level and you have a choice to take a few moments, because when we're able to realize that this is a projection and the person has some assumptions about us, we can actually stay more settled and more centered in God. And the Holy Spirit can guide you in a much better way. And you can find the actual response and get a bit more distance and more empowered skills. So to make it practical for you as you prepare for the holidays, here's the quick skill that you can practice daily in a gentle way as you go about your day that only requires awareness. I love the most empowering skills, are easy to do. They are effortless and they involve our awareness so that we can do that no matter where we are and what we do. It'll take only a few minutes of awareness and curiosity and you can practice it until Christmas, until the end of the year, at home, at work, at church, when you have interactions online, when you interact with any type of person and just notice that it's at work. So as you practice this skill, as life unfolds, you will notice how common this phenomenon is of projection, identification. You'll stumble and you'll feel the pull. And with your awareness on a daily basis, gently, it'll have less grip on you and you'll be able to practice. So here are the steps. Step one, Remind yourself every day as you start your day that every human being, we know all this, but we need remembrance of this, that every human being is born in the image and likeness of God. In my renewal in action, in the morning, we do a prepare for giving ritual where we connect at the soul level with God, we connect with our emotions and our needs, our thoughts, our body level. And in that space, it's good to remember that most human beings have deep down good intentions because we are born in an image and likeness of God, but we live in a fallen world. So because of that, the patterns of interactions are going to be broken sometimes, and we're going to have knee-jerk reactions, and other people are going to have knee-jerk reactions. They're going to have defenses, And all this is inherited and we perpetuate that until we break the cycle. And that's what we're going to do right now. So first step, remembering that everyone is born in the image and likeness of God. Number two, as you go about your day, keep that in the back of your mind that most people are going to make assumptions about you. And these assumptions doesn't mean that they are right. They could be. Could be part of what you did. I want you to take responsibility when responsibility is needed. And in the same time, that they are going to have unspoken assumptions about you, and they are maybe coming from their own inner world, from their own past, from their old projections. This happens all the time. There's so many assumptions we make in our conversations. And number three, I want you to realize that you do not have to identify and take face value with what the other person is saying, meaning it doesn't have to be 100% about you. It is possible that it's coming from their own projection and assumptions about you. Now, I want to caution you. I'm not saying that we're going to just deflect and not take responsibility. That's not what I'm saying. But I want you, as you take this step... To stay and notice this and just stay curious for a few seconds. I want you to breathe and do a short prayer and really stay in God and just notice that we are human beings and we're all imperfect. And this phenomenon might happen both ways. And now you are the receiving end. And as you breathe for a few moments, you'll have more space and more curiosity. And who knows, you might be able to ask a question, like to make sure you really understand what the other person is saying. Or maybe you will choose to respond or defend, or you might choose to say nothing, or you might choose to agree with the other person. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness and you might need to apologize for something that you did. Or maybe... The other person is wrong completely, but at least you can keep your peace. Now, what you eventually will do to respond to these interactions will depend on many factors. You might need and have clarity and respond right away. You might need more time to consult with trusted family members or friends or or coaches or counselors or doctors before you respond. Either way, as you take a few deep breaths and, and notice this pattern, This help projection identification process happens all the time. You will have more compassion and be more centered. And whatever you do, you'll have the energy to stay more grounded and respond in a way that will have less reverberation afterwards. So in summary, here is a skill for today. Just a quick skill that only requires awareness and observation. Number one, remind yourself that every human being is born in the image and likeness of God, but we all live in a fallen and imperfect world. Remember that in the morning as you prepare for giving. Number two, as you go through sticky interactions and uncomfortable interaction, remember that the other person is possible that is making assumptions about you that I might not be true. So don't take things face value Be wise and discern. God said, be gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent. So be wise and discern. And remember, there could be a dance here. So don't take things 100% value, but process it. And what that might mean in the moment is mean just to take a few deep breaths. And number three, remember to give this, your gift of awareness and peace for a few seconds. Because in this space is where, we can lean into God and we can allow the Holy Spirit to really support us in what might need to happen next. And if you want more information about the programs we offer, you can find me at teamforthesoul.com and you can email me. If you want to get these resources, I send emails every week, once a week with the resources of different offerings that we might have. You can email us at connect at teamforthesoul.com you can also find this on our website teamforthesoul.com and with that i'm going to end with the prayer dear god thank you so much for bringing us into existence as we prepare for the birth of christ i pray that you would bless the listener that she will grow and continue to learn and identify these subtle psychological processes and dances that happens between us human beings, and identify the particular one, the projection identification, so that we're not pulled in these dances without awareness and consciousness. And I pray that you would bless the listener so she'll have more choices and freedom and stay grounded in you, because you are the source of unending peace. And when we can pause, and not get into reactivity, we can actually have more access to you and to the Holy Spirit, because you are the source of joy, of wisdom, the energy of regeneration, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And with that, I thank you for all you do, and I pray that you have a wonderful week. And with that, I'm gonna say goodbye for now.